This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning, Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Yes, God's got our back. Good to hear your sound, and happy Wednesday. Thank you so much. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you, too. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you. How's your back, Susie? Uh, it's there, but it's getting better. Okay. Okay. Continuing to pray for you. Thank you so much. Good God morning, bless you. praise God. This is Rita. Good morning, Rita. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, darling. We hope Susan's back get better. We're praying for you. Yes, we are. Thank you so much. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone on the call and have a great day. Thank you, Sister Lisa. Good morning to you as well and happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, hey valuables. It's Moxie. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Moxie. Happy Wednesday. Good to hear hey, you. Hey, happy Wednesday. Yours too. And um, also, that um, I would like to a prayer request. We just said um, I can't remember his mother's name, so I'm just going to say Mr. Henry. Mr. Henry, yeah, Mr. Henry's mother. We want to keep her lifted. Mr. Henry's mother. Thank you. Yes. Is it for? illness or grieving? Yes, illness. I believe you said she was sick, yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Good morning, this is Shara. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, happy Wednesday. Good to hear your sound. Good morning, thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valentina. This is Sister Tracy calling from Mexico. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Hola. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> I know you are having a wonderful time. I've been enjoying seeing your pictures. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valentina. Who else has joined us? Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. 
Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Felicita, this is Sister Tracy. Can I put in a uh, prayer request really quickly? I'm going to be leaving Mexico today, just praying for safe travels back uh, to Oakland. Yes, certainly will. Thank you for letting us know. Good morning, Mrs. Diane. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Diane. Good morning. Good morning, Ms. Kind Kim. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Thank you, Kind Kim. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicito. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Palacita, who's on the line. Good morning, Palacita. This is Sonia. Good morning, Sonia. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Um, I'm also on a prayer request for my god sister. She's in the ER right now. Um, she's bleeding. She's pregnant, so she's bleeding. So I'm waiting to hear back also. Okay. And her name is um, Nezzy, Nezzy Jones. Nezzy? Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you so much for letting us know we will be praying for. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, it's Sharon. Good morning, Sharon. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Have a great day. Okay, thank you. Good morning, Valuable. Good morning, family. It's Prosperous Pam. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Prosperous. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning, Valuable. It's Restorated. How are you this morning? Doing wonderful, Restorated. Good to hear your sound, and happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I just want to um, put in a prayer request for, um, I think her name is Bridget, but it's for Nate, um, for the 17-year-old um, that has passed away. Um, it's Didi's friend. We just want to keep the family lifted up. Okay. Yes. The services are on tomorrow. Okay. Do you, do you happen to remember the family's last name? Um, Mason. Mason, you said? Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. At this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute, and we'll begin the host. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to continue joining us for the last couple of days in October, 
where our monthly theme is entitled Decisions, such as making decisions, choosing, choosing, appointing, picking, selecting, as in regards to doing things in and for the will of God to be done. There are three announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, there is no prayer for the children tonight as this is a bye week, so we will not have prayer for the children tonight. We will resume next Wednesday night. Lastly, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths, along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways you can give. First, you can give at declarevictory.org or through paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through your cash app at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings for our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have some spoken prayer requests. The first one is from Moxie. She is asking for prayer for Mr. Henry's mother. She's not feeling well, so let's pray for healing for Mr. Henry's mother. Sister Tracy is going to be traveling from Mexico to Oakland today, so let's just pray for safe travels for Sister Tracy. Sonia is asking for prayer for Nezi. Nezi is pregnant, and she's in the ER and is bleeding. So let's lift up Nezi and Nezi and the baby. Um, Rochelle is requesting prayer for the Mason family as they will be laying to rest um, their loved one, um, a young 17-year-old. And again, that's the Mason family. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Tanya. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Tanya. Declaration by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 through 7. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, Continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Tanya. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, we magnify your great name today because you are worthy of all praise. You are worthy of all glory. Thank you for our love, your love for us. <clears throat> Excuse me, your unending, your eternal love. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you had us in mind when you, even before you created the foundations of the earth. Thank you, Father. You had us in mind. You even saw this day, uh, this morning at 
10 a.m. on October the 27th. God, we magnify you because there's none like you. You're so dependable. You're so faithful. You're so loving and kind. Hallelujah. We thank you because you are almighty. You have all power in your hand. Even when our lives feel like things are going out of control and it feels like we're in the middle of chaos, whether it's self-inflicted or because of situations that are completely out of our control, they're never out of your control. And so we want to pause and give you thanks, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Your word says, from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same. Hallelujah. We will give your name praise. Praise. Why? Praise in the middle of situations that we're facing. Why? Not because of the situation, but because you are a great God and you have an escape route for us. Oh, bless your high name. We praise you because, again, there is none like you. We praise you because you watch over us, you care for us, and because of brand new mercies today, brand new mercies. They're not recycled. You didn't get them from somebody else. We have brand new mercies allotted to every single person on this call. What an amazing God that you are, that you know every single one of our needs. You know every, every single one of our desires. You know every single ailment. <clears throat> you know every single failure. You know every single triumph. Hallelujah. And we bless you and we thank you for that. We thank you without even asking. We're not asking for anything right now. We just want to pause and praise your name because you're worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. We lift you up, oh God. We magnify you for your greatness. Thank you because you are high and lifted up. Thank you because no one compares to you your strength. Hallelujah. You're able to hold us up. You're able to keep us, Lord, even when we don't feel like being kept, even when we feel depleted. You're able to keep us from falling. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we want to acknowledge the prayer requests that were spoken this morning. Mr. Henry's mom, we don't know what's going on in her body, but we lift her up before you. And Nezzy, who is in the ER and is carrying the child that you blessed her to conceive. Hallelujah. We praise you and thank you that um, you're able and uh, more than able and willing to heal both these women. But as we lift these women up, we lift you up and call on you as Jehovah Rapha, our healer, the great God who heals. And we pray for them, God, and we lift them up. And we thank you for your miraculous power. I pray, Jesus, that you would, Holy Spirit, that you would comfort Nezi and that she would not be over-consumed with thoughts of losing the baby or um, complications. God, I thank you for your peace now. I thank you that when Sonia talks to her later on, she'll talk about this peace that overwhelmed her. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This peace that she can't even understand. She can't explain, but this peace that she had. And so, Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. Even when Moxie goes back and talks to Mr. Henry, the good praise report that he'll give. Thank you, Jesus. We also pray, Lord God, for um, the uh, Sister Tracy, who is traveling back from Mexico, 
Uh, we thank you, Lord, that you lead and guide the hands of the flight crew. Uh, we call on you as Jehovah Rohi, uh, who is our shepherd. And so you lead and you guide. And so we thank you uh, for blessing her to have a, she's had a wonderful time and now she's returning home. We thank you, oh God, because you guide her. Hallelujah. We help those persons that are getting her back to the airport and hallelujah, those people again that will uh, be uh, uh, expediting her through the uh, uh, security line and uh, all of those things that are necessary when it's time for, as it's time for her to get on her flight. Thank you that our bags uh, return safely with her and hallelujah, the memories that she's been able to capture uh, will last her, last her for a lifetime. But we, we lift her up and those that are traveling uh, throughout the day today, whether it's just a car ride or whether it is they're traveling internationally as she is, we just praise you and thank you, Lord Jesus, that you protect those that are flying and taking cruise ships and whatever mode of travel that it is, uh, that you would go before them, God, and it, that we will not hear about any tragedies, about train wrecks and BART train failures and wrecks and uh, 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 ships being overcome because of uh, storms in the, out in the open waters, God, and airplanes crashing. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you hold these people up. And as I began to say, we lift up the sick and afflicted as we're praying for um, Mr. Henry's mom and Nezzy. We lift up, that gives us an opportunity to lift up the sick and the afflicted, whether they are they're sick in their bodies, whether they are afflicted in their bodies, or whether they are sick and afflicted in their minds, hallelujah, or in their souls. Hallelujah. You're able, oh God, to take care of all of it. And so we lift you up as Jehovah, our healer. Hallelujah. And we also pray for the families that are grieving the loss of a loved one, particularly the Mason family who will be laying their precious son uh, to rest on tomorrow. Ah, God, we thank you for comforting the mother. We thank you for comforting the father and the grandmother and the cousins and the uncles and the aunties, Lord Jesus, the close friends, hallelujah. We thank you for your comfort. We thank you, but we don't understand why, um, but we thank you, oh God, that we can lean on you. Ah, thank you, Jesus. We bless your holy name. And I lift up Dee as she is a support system to that family. God, we thank you and we praise you for this time of prayer. And as we reflect over your goodness, and how you've comforted us throughout the night, how you protected us throughout the night. We want to lift up the homeless that are facing, it is nearly a pandemic in and of itself, where homeless individuals are setting up camp in neighborhoods, in residential neighborhoods, wherever they can find space. And hallelujah, the unrest that is taking place because the residents um, are uncomfortable with them being there, but God, they need a place where do they go? And so we just lift them up. The cold weather is here. It's not coming. It's here. And we know that it's going to get worse from here. The rain. Thank you for the rain. But we thank you, God, for how you protect them. We thank you for those that you've put it on their hearts, like the Vanessas of the world, uh, to be a blessing uh, to homeless individuals and Moxie and all of those, Dion and all of those others who you put it on their hearts. Hallelujah. To be a blessing to them. God, we thank you for how you give us strategically what to do and how to do it. We don't want to bombard people with things that they don't need. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that for the commercial space that's needed to prepare meals and to begin to prepare uh, care packages for them. We thank you for the funders who are willing to give money towards those things. And we thank you that 
as we receive those funds, we will do what is uh, what is right and acceptable in your sight, that we won't abuse our um, privileges as fiscal sponsors of those that are responsible for uh, managing the finances. We lift up our politicians and our governments, whether it's local or, or national and even <clears throat> international. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, that you're still in control. Ah, God, you warned us in the scriptures as we approach the last days that there would be famine. We see the beginning of things happening with regards to famine. Ah, they're calling it a food chain supply issue. But those of us that are watchful and prayerful, ah, we understand that it is the beginning of prophecy being released throughout the land. Ah, thank you that you help us to be wise about what we store and not hoard. So that we don't get caught unprepared. Thank you for preparation. Thank you for preparation. Thank you that we will not be like the unwise virgins who didn't have any oil. I saw when the bridegroom came. I'm on this side. Thank you that we'll be like the wise virgins that come prepared. Thank you that we stay ready so we don't have to get ready, God. The signs are all around us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, before we transition into the open prayer, I say, I want to thank you for the nose. The nose. We don't like them. But I want to thank you for the no. I want to thank you for the no. Hallelujah. The no for the job. The no for the business opportunity. The no for that date, that man. Hallelujah. The no. The no for this and that. I want to thank you because you know our future. You're not just looking at our present. I want to thank you for the funerals that we didn't have to attend. I want to thank you for the hospital visits that we didn't have to make. The emergency room visits that we didn't have to make. I want to thank you, God. I want to thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For every single time you blessed us when we got in our car, when we took public transportation and we didn't end up in the morgue. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, I can say thank you for the nose. Hallelujah. Sometimes they're disappointing. Ah, but we trust you, God. Ah, your word tells us that we should trust you and lean not to our own understanding as we acknowledge you. And as we take our phones off of mute this morning, we come in hot and heavy. We come in blessing your name. We come in Thank you, 
this morning sis how you gonna pray like that me want us to hurry up <laughs> you're petty <laughs> well good morning god morning great morning and happy wednesday to each of you this morning thank you for being so willing to give our beyond worthy god the praise the honor and glory that he absolutely deserves it is wait while you wait wednesday y'all it's that day that we have set aside for fasting, for meditation, and for prayer. Um, it's that that time, that season, that we spend time with Abba intentionally, that we are present. It is 6.28 a.m. that we recognize where we are, but more importantly, we recognize who sent us, that we have a responsibility, an obligation to give him uh, specific time simply to say thank you, time that he can stretch us and grow us and move us from contemporary and complacent to necessary and extremely relevant in the earth realm. It's that season, y'all. It's the time where we don't have time uh, to sleep and to slumber. It's that time where gathering our oil is necessary as the kingdom of God is at hand, and I'm going to say it loud and proud for the people in the back, repent the sleeping um, in your season where work is necessary. I need for everybody to check, double check, triple check, and quadruple check your phones for us. I do have a sergeant in arms on the board that will absolutely mute you, but we'd love it if you just do it yourself out of um, number one, obedience, but more than anything, just so that when somebody goes back to the playback, 
that they won't be overwhelmed and inundated with a bunch of background noise. Hi, guys. Great morning to you victorious, triumphant folks on this Wednesday. Happy birthday, Tracy. I love you. I hope that you have a wonderful day. I see that you have an amazing vacation. Um, I still hear somebody that's going to need to mute or we're going to need to mute you. Uh, if you see whoever that is, she'll go ahead and, and mute them. Maybe they don't have a, a mute feature on their phone. Um, the other day I posted um, a young man who actually has been died or had been um, past tense, unfortunately, diagnosed with the same condition that Josiah is living through. And his name was Elijah, and Elijah passed away on yesterday. So um, his name was Elijah Harris. I'd ask that you pray for the Harris family. And I'd also ask that you keep Josiah before the father. Um, I can but imagine uh, what his parents are feeling and or dealing with as I speak, but I believe that God is that comforter that he promised us that he would be. Amen. Um, amen. Uh, thanking God for Valerie on yesterday uh, with her share. Um, still praying for Leticia from Arizona. We are coming and or concluding the month of October and decisions, decisions, decisions. It's definitely a season um, of deciding whether or not you will hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God or you'll stay in that um, mediocre place. I have a feeling that in the coming months, um, I believe that there are some things growing under the surface as we begin to walk into uh, thankful or gratitude or um, just appreciation for what it is, who it is, and how it is that God has kept his hand and his heart, uh, our hearts focused, fixed, and stayed on him, even in the moments. Um, where we didn't get it, even in the moments where we did not understand. Um, I believe that God is preparing us for something really great. It is an amazing thing to be born in historic times. I want you to know this morning, and I want you to put on the words that I'm about to say. You were born in this historic season to do just that, to make history. Your life is valuable your um, your struggle, your suffering, your frustration, your pain, none of it is in vain. And this morning I'm going to talk a little technically about um, some things that um, happen in the words. And sometimes we graze over words and graze over things, but today I'm going to give you a little bit um, of a lesson on the traditional trajectory um, of certain things, the manifestation of certain things and, and how they transpire. I love the relationship that Holy Spirit has guided and that God preordained from the foundation of the earth with my mother. And for those of you that have been on the call um, for some time, you remember a season in my life where that was not my story. Um, I believe when we started the call, I was in the middle of probably the greatest warfare in my life. I vowed never to become 
prophetically what was spoken that mothers would turn against daughters and uh, fathers against sons. I promised myself and, and the generations that I am responsible for handing mantles down to that that would not be my testimony. And I need y'all to know that not only did God do it, he didn't restore anything. He gave us an entirely new relationship. And my mother is uh, 69 years old. She lives at home, and she is an absolute Jesus freak. Not only is she my mother, but she is my sister in the faith, and it is such a great thing to be able to have um, an exchange with her uh, contextually concerning the Word of God. And she's been studying um, intently and intensely John 5. And so I want to give you a glimpse into some of the revelation that she has gotten. And um, God usually deals with me about objects and objective things. And so um, I did a little deeper study. Some of the the things that she said, I had never really contemplated or taken into mind. So um, in lieu of her sharing it, and I have a feeling that really, really soon, I believe we're going to hear her voice. Some things are shifting with the call, y'all. Some things are, um, some trajectory is going with regard to vision and vision casting. And I do believe that this is the season as we uh, approach our eighth year of meeting right here digitally. Before there was ever a pandemic, uh, we didn't have to scuffle or shuffle to figure out how to meet or to connect. God had already done it. And um, there are some wonderful things on the horizon. I'm super excited. Thank you, Valuable Valacita, for greeting us so graciously as you always do. Thank you, Tanya, for allowing Holy Spirit to use you uh, without being hampered or hindered. I appreciate uh, you this morning. So let, let's jump into it, you guys. I uh, got up about 3 o'clock this morning and very thankful uh, to God for uh, unplugging my ears and uh, opening the eyes of my understanding in such a way that my hunger even is changing. I believe that there are some things that shifted uh, as it relates to even just a week ago, some things are, are transforming in my life, and I'm grateful about it this morning. Amen. Um, again, we're going to go to John, the fifth chapter. I'm sorry, one second, guys. All right, John 5, and let's start at, um, I'll go ahead and start at verse 1. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to um, pause a little bit during this. If you do not have it, I would encourage you to go and grab yourself a pen and some paper. You don't have to. Um, you could be, uh, maybe you're not a note taker, um, but without a shadow of a doubt, maybe take some things into consideration. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now, there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate, put a pin in that, a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethsaida. And so we, we've heard this story over and over again, but I promise I'm going to show you some things that I never considered, but my mama, with her inspection glass, and which is surrounded by five 
covered colonnades. I'm going to stop right there for just a moment because I want to draw some attention to the Sheep Gate. Historically, um, there there are um, two, three, four, five. There are seven gates um, that are my eight gates. I'm sorry, two, four, six, eight, no, ten. I apologize. Um, there are ten gates, um, and you can find first mention of the sheep gate in Nehemiah three and one. And I want to give you a little context surrounding. Um, the sheep gate and what its meaning is. And again, that's Nehemiah 3, 1 through 22. Hold on, my glasses look like I got three little grandkids that keep grabbing them and they got fingerprints on them and I ain't got not a now one. I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all. The very first mention of the sheep gate, it was called the sheep gate because this was the gate which the sheep and the lambs used in the sacrifices were brought through. Um, What it means and and why it has personal significance is because um, no prizes uh, for knowing that this speaks of the very first experience we come into on our Christian journey, right? It is a realization that Jesus, was the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. The Sheep Gate then speaks to us of the cross and the sacrifice that was made for our sins. It is the starting point of everything, but you will also notice that if you read the entire chapter that the Sheep Gate is also mentioned at the very end, once we have come full circle. That's because everything starts and ends with Jesus at the cross. And so when I, why why does that mean anything? Um, Two reasons. It is, we are compared to sheep, right? Jesus was considered the lamb. At the very beginning of each of our journeys, we all have sheepish nature and from time to time can still have sheepish, sheepish nature, but it signifies um, the beginning of a thing. And if you study uh, gates and bars and um, doors and locks, there, there are so many different things um, that we graze over as we read. But I, I wanted to bring things um, full circle and put things in perspective as we talk about the man that lies at the pool. So let me go back to the word, and then I promise I'll make all this make sense. Um, so so he was laying uh, at the uh, the pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda or Bethsaida, however you say it and which is surrounded by covered colonnades. Covered colonnades is kind of like if you're in a promenade or you walk through um, a vestibule. It it is highly trafficked, and usually people would have uh, the folks, it's kind of like the man sitting at the gate, beautiful. You have family members and friends that would physically bring you there and lay you there, or that became your residence, like the homeless people that Tanya just prayed for. So we got people uh, laying at the sheep gate in the colonnades or on the porches, right? So technically 
contingent upon what version you read it in. I'm actually reading out of the NIV. So it would be considered a porch. There is a great number of disabled people that that's where they used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there, he leaned he learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, and he asked him, he asked him this, do you want to get well? Let me put a pen in that. Do you have the capacity to make a decision? Do you have a desire to be all right? Right here, I need you to make an active decision. Now, we, we've heard this scripture a gazillion times in church. Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool where the, when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. And then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. And uh, at once, the man was cured. He picked up his mat and he walked. The day on which this took place, keep listening, was the Sabbath day. And so the Jewish leader said to the man who, had, who, had, who said to the man who had been healed, it's the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, the man who made me well said to pick up my mat and walk. So they asked him, who is the fellow who told you to pick up your mat and walk? And the man who was healed had no idea who it was. For Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, see, you are well again. Now get this, he said, stop sinning or something worse may happen. The man went away and told the, Jesus, uh, told the leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. I'm going to stop right there and I'll read a little further. I'm going to back up a little bit um, because I want to point some things out. So, of course, Jesus, unbeknownst to this cat, had asked him a question. Um, do you want to be made well? Now, keep in mind that it doesn't say this man was 38. It said that the man had been an invalid for 38 years. doesn't say um, that the man knew who Jesus was. It simply says that he had been an invalid for 38 years and Jesus found him laying there. So as I was dialoguing with my mother, um, there were so many, this is where you do what's called interrogate the text. You start to ask the text itself questions. Um, it made me begin to ponder, number one, is the fact that he had been sick for 38 years. Um, some of you all, even on this line, can attest to that. Um, you may have seen grandma. Um, you know, I don't know about you all, but my grandmother, I believe, um, took what she called nerve pills the majority of my life. Um, 
And so she dealt with anxiety and, and um, fears and phobias and things of that nature. But I started to think about the fact that he had been, it didn't even say that he had laid there for 38 years. It said that he had been an invalid for 38 years. So we don't know if the man physically got up and made the decision every day to walk to a place to beg, to walk to a place to expect something different to happen if he just stayed there. But I found it odd that for him to have been struggling with what he had been struggling with, uh, for 38 years that he didn't have uh, a companion. He di- hadn't made any relations while he sat in the colonnade. He hadn't built any alliances or allegiances during that time. It seemed to me, and this is just my sanctified imagination, that the man was in a place of isolation that was full of people. Have you ever been in a situation where you were in a crowded room and you just all by yourself. It didn't seem to me that the man had anybody that encouraged or uh, poured into, inspired or triggered his purpose and his promise. It wasn't nothing there to keep him um, technically alive emotionally. There was nothing there. It's like he was starving. Not only was he an invalid, but he was also broken. He was also uh, depressed and full of anxiety. And the, the only reason that I know that is because he had the unmitigated gall to tell the one that came to heal him, sir. Uh, <laughs> the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. Uh, how many of us use that a pitiful excuse as opposed to making a decision that today is a day I know everything is not what I want it to be. I know I I don't feel up to par. I understand that, you know, there are some situations and some circumstances that I'm dealing with, but I'm not going to sit here and die. I'm not waiting on anybody to change my situation. I'm going to change my mind because I got to live. I, I could see in my sanctified imagination Jesus borderline rolling his eyes up in the back of his head like, ah, this cat here, bro, you you want to be broke down. You want to stay uh, in a situation. And so I, I started thinking uh, to myself, and as we keep reading, while I'm trying to get in, somebody else goes down ahead of me. So here he is. He's full of excuses. He refuses to make a decision. He refuses to answer the question. He never even responded. And then Jesus said to him, get up, man. Pick up your mat and go on over yonder, right? And at once the man was cured. So now here here it is that he never answered the question, but there was something down on the inside of him that was expecting a rescue. Out of all the people, because uh, it said that multiple people, people that were lame and crippled and blind and so on and so forth, they were all laying there. What made Jesus pick this cat? He could have healed, he healed every single one of them if he wanted to with one word. What made this man so precious and so priceless is, is the part that that really made me begin to think. And um, when, when my mother um, began to share, uh, and you'd have to know the history of even who she is and some of the things that she went through. I know for a fact it probably was about 38 years where she was struggling with 
you know, um, with just being her and not to tell her testimony. Who she is today doesn't bear any evidence of what she went through, what she was exposed to, what she was experiencing. So it gave me context because she paralleled her life, which I thought was very humble and um, very hot, honey, humble, open, and transparent. And she said, I, I remember being like that man that laid at that pool. I couldn't get it together. I couldn't get it together in my mind. I couldn't get it together in my heart. I couldn't get it together in my thought process process. I didn't really have it to make a decision, but isn't it just like God to be extremely gracious? Isn't it just like him to, in spite of our indecision, in spite of our inability to make an active choice to do something other than and outside of, and now I'm not telling you this morning that he's going to come rescue you out of your pity party, but what I am saying is there was something about this man, had to be something about his posture. He must have gotten to the end of his rope and had tied a knot in it, and he was hanging on by a thread that Jesus would step over the lame, the crippled, the blind. He would step over all that was surrounding this man and get to him and be kind and gracious enough to lean down and ask him, do you want to get up or what? What are we doing? Right? And so it says, and at once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and he walked. Uh, the day on which this took place was the Sabbath. Let me put a pen right there. Now, um, Holy Spirit has been emphatically talking to me about a rest day. Uh, he's been consistently talking to me about making sure that I am actively practicing the Sabbath day and not um, not on a particular day, but everybody should have and needs to have a day to recharge, right? You need to have a day of rest. So technically what this fellow was doing, what he did every single day, um, it was the Sabbath day. And so the Jewish leader said to the man who had been healed, it is the Sabbath and law forbids you to carry your mat. Isn't it just like people? Now, he didn't say, dude, how did you get well? Like, what happened? I, I've watched you at the... Uh, in the in the courtyard, I've seen you over and over again in the same place, doing the same thing at the same time. He wasn't worried about the fact that he was healed. All he was worrying about was who broke the rules. Ain't that just like church folk? Listen, here you are thriving. You you got on the best skirt you got, honey. That skirt too short, honey. Shut up and get away from me. I'm doing the best I can using what I have to get where I am. And he had the unmitigated gall, the mat that he was lying on. It says that obviously he was low. If he had a whole mat, a whole cushion on the ground to keep himself, I'm sure, from getting bed sores and so on and so forth, and he carrying that which he laid on. Most of us are responsible for carrying that which he laid on and 
also being exposed to people who will not appreciate that you are no longer on the ground, people who will not respect that God has done a new thing and it's a new season and what was is no longer. Now, here I am instead of lying on the mat, I'm moving forward. I, I might still have the mat on me. I might still have it on my person, but at least it's not the thing that I'm lying on, keeping me immobile and keeping me from trajectory, keeping me from moving forward, keeping me from staying in a sheepish place. This man was carrying the thing that he laid on and the church folk were mad. The legalistic folks were mad. The religious traditional folks were angry. And then he said, uh, but he replied, the man, listen, the man who made me well said to me, I was given instruction by a stranger. <laughs> and he said, pick up your mat and walk. Now get this. So then now, now went from one Jewish person, one Jewish leader to they. And so then it said, so they asked him, who is this fellow who told you to pick up your mat and walk? Now, the haters that created a whole crowd to hate on your healing, right? To hate on your growth, to hate on your momentum, to hate on your trajectory, to hate on the fact that what you once laid on, you are now carrying but the part that messed me up was the man who healed me. Had, I have no idea who it was. <laughs> Isn't it just like people when God rescues you from a thing? when he changes your situation, when he gets you out of a broken place, when he moves you from death to life, when he converts things in your life for you not to even recognize who did it. Now, not only did he not recognize who did it, but obviously every other person at the pool, all the blind people, all the deaf people, all the dumb people, all the uh, invalids as it states, Nobody recognized that it was Jesus. How are you in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? You ever been sitting in church? And this, listen, y'all, I'm super churchy. Y'all got to uh, excuse me. I'm a worshiper. Uh, not only am I a worshiper, but I am cognizant. And, and this wasn't always the case, but it's been that way for quite some time. I ain't sorry. I can feel when Jesus enters the room. I can feel his presence approaching. I can feel uh, and sometimes hear uh, almost like a click when the atmosphere shifts, when he comes into the room while in worship and not necessarily in church, but in church specifically because usually we're surrounded by religious, traditional folks, legalistic people. Usually people operate by the context of the program and somehow uh, miss when Jesus walks in the room because that piece of paper dictates what's supposed to happen next. That piece of paper or that uh, previous discussion or that conversation that leadership had at 1010, you better be uh, getting up off your knees at 1026, you better be doing this, you better be doing that. But Jesus has the ability to walk into a room and be unrecognized. Have you ever had that experience and you trying to figure out 
why everybody is lifting their hands or why all of a sudden people are praising and you stating in the back of your mind, it don't take that much. Honey, they shouldn't have to carry on this long. Why are they singing so long? Is that your heart? Is that your mind? Listen, sometimes it takes, mute your phone, what it takes. Sometimes you go through what you go through, but his presence is always the ultimate goal, right? So the word says the man had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away in the crowd that was there. Now get this, that's a double-edged sword because one of the things that I love about Jesus is he's not a bully. He's not going to mash on you to get it. He's not going to go overboard. My name is Jesus. Ain't nobody doing all that. He comes in, he handles his business, and he moves on. We got to get that same mentality where we come in, we handle our business. That means be. That means do what it is that God gives you to do in that moment. And he didn't stay around for accolades. He didn't stay around for recognition. He wasn't looking to be praised in the courts and the gates. He came, he did his business, and he moved on because there were more people that needed who he was. Now, but, but get this. Later on, Jesus found him at the temple and said, see you well again. Now, get this. He said, stop sinning. Stop sinning, because worse might happen to you. Now, this is where I started to really ask a bunch of questions. First of all, how old was this cat? We don't know. Um, Second of all, it indicates that sometimes our sin will make us see. (laughs) Physically. Our sin will cause us to be in a situation where not only are we stuck, but we get to a low place. Our sin, unrepented, unconfessed, unabandoned, will take us down roads that we never meant to travel. Obviously, he was some type of low-down sinner child. Because to be sick and afflicted for 38 years and be looking for some troubled water for 38 years means he had a raggedy, nasty life. It also says that there's a consequence for stuff, and we don't like to talk about the consequences because it makes us feel like we went to church. Listen, we pay. Uh, Listen, there is a price. If we just keep it 100 there, there's a cost to everything, and especially unrepented, right? And so the man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well, right? And so, so... here now, where the man is in a, a different state, simply for being present, um, and and I think that my, my mother said this. She said, you know, he never really even said thank you. And when we we consider uh, some some outside or external texts where uh, the lepers one uh, of the lepers came back and and said thank you, we consider. Mary at the well, uh, who took off running. Listen, listen, honey, I met a man. He told me all about myself, just gratitude. This cat didn't really have no, I I think he was kind of surprised that he escaped uh, death. I think he was kind of blown away that the miracle that obviously he was expecting, because nobody 
different than the man that was sitting at the gate. He was expecting a handout. Uh, this cat was actually expecting uh, his life to be made well. He knew there was a, a piece of him that believed that if he just could get in the water, uh, it, it's an indication that he had a level of faith that was obviously greater, but his excuses kept him from making uh, the decision. His excuses kept him from answering Jesus when he asked him the question, do you want to be well today? I just want to ask you, what is keeping you from making a decision? And the question is on the floor today. Do you want to be well? You got to decide you want to be well. You got to decide to mess up the crowd's idea, the culture's idea of what it looks like. You got to be willing uh, to do what not everybody has the courage to do. He walked, he went to the temple with his mat child. And listen, you know, he was going to the place where the legalistics and the religious folks and the traditional folks were going to be at with his mat on his back because Jesus told him to pick up your mat and walk. So in essence, he followed the instruction because he could have just got up and left the mat where he was, but the mat was a testimony without him walking around with a big red flag. Look, I've been healed. The man didn't run around declaring. He followed the instructions. Even though he had been in a low place for a long time, he was in a low place and his mat was his high praise. He may not have had any words. He probably was blown away that he had gotten passes because obviously his raggedy life according to Jesus, that took time out to go back to the temple, kind of like Jesus went to go see. Now, did you get how you got healed, right? Did you understand? And if you look at the map of the Sheep Gate, the Sheep Gate was right outside of the temple and that there were gates all around with porches that led to where the temple was. That man didn't say a whole bunch, but he absolutely went back and said, hey, it was, it was Jesus. Certainly wasn't me. It wasn't none of y'all because this Sabbath day, surely you wouldn't have came back to heal me on this day. I need to tell you this morning that sometimes you got to break the rules to get your liberty. Sometimes you got to shift some things. Sometimes you got to carry what held you down. Sometimes you got to demonstrate what it looks like to have been in a low place. And it's okay. I want you to know that even your low place moments, even your raggedy, wretched life, because I'm sure the Jewish people knew who who the cat was because he had the nerve to ask him how you get up, what you doing carrying your mat. You supposed to be over there laying down with your raggedy life. But I'm so grateful, hallelujah, that God will come to your low place and give you a reason for a high praise. I'm so thankful that he'll come find you where you are to remind you not to go back where you've been. I'm so appreciative that he's gracious and he's kind and sometimes he'll even give you a pass. You don't even have to ask. You ain't got to make a decision. You don't got to say a word. But in this season, he's looking for some decision makers. Do, hallelujah, you want to be well. So, listen, I'm at my time. Uh, we can talk about it a little bit more on the other side. I pray that something that I said jarred something down on the inside of you. But I'm going to leave you with this question. Do you? Look, honey, ain't you tired of being down low? Get up. Pick up whatever you've been laying on, all of your excuses, all of your frustrations, all of your failures, all of your brokenness. 
all of your raggedy, ratchet life and keep going. Pick it up and put it on and make sure that when they ask you, you don't have the answer. I don't don't know who healed me. Listen, honey, I'm not confused because if he had left me where I was, I would not have a high praise. I wouldn't have a low praise. I wouldn't be able to keep going in spite of what I go through. But because God is the greatest power. Hallelujah. We can never be defeated. That being said, listen, uh, this is the time that we have set aside for folks that join the call that you may want to say good morning. There may be somebody on the call that's never called in before. We'd love to hear you say hello. It's not mandatory, but we'd just like to greet you because everybody uh, deserves a little bit of acknowledgement. So good morning, God morning, great morning, who's on the line this morning. Good morning, this is Marshall. Good morning. Great everybody. morning, Marshall. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, well, beloved Barb. God bless you. Love you, girl. Hey, beloved. Good morning. Love you too. Good morning, Kenya. Hey, Kenya. Good morning. Good morning. This is Juanita. Awesome. Hey. Awesome. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning, Monica. Hey, Monica. Good morning. I heard somebody else in before Monica. Who was that? Good morning, it's Gigi. Hey, Gigi. Good morning. Good morning. It's Chris Shonda. And yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I do. God bless you. God bless you too, sis. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Natasha. Hey, Tasha, and did I hear Juju? No, Patsy. Hi, Patsy. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Christina. <laughs> morning, good morning, Papa. Leomia. Hey, good morning, Mother. Morning, dear Shell. Hey, Shell. Morning. Anybody else? Good morning, Pastor Dion. Good morning, Cynthia. Anybody else? Good morning, um, Sister Dion. God bless you, Sister Jacqueline. Hey, good morning, Sister Jacqueline. Amen. Well, we can move move on into our uh, love, life, and victory discussion. Anybody have any questions, comments, commentary? Amen. Well, listen, honey, I, y'all already know. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> such a hush, a hush goes across. This declaration this morning, I'm sitting here going, oh, my God, you're so dogmatic with it. But everything that you said made sense. It's like when you broke it down the way, I could just hear you in your mom's conversation because I never thought about it like that. Some of the questions that you, you said about the men at the pool, oh, my God, so it's like 
but you just just the whole thing it was you put in a whole perspective and it was so visual for me so the thing is what you want to do like you're going to sit there and i love how you said jesus wasn't a bully right he's not he, he's not a bully and not not only that we can't whine our way through the things that have happened because we just got to get through it and if we want to um get healed be well that unrepentant sin because a lot of sicknesses are self-inflicted whether you want to believe it or not so I thank you this morning. That was fire. No, it was just quiet because I think everybody is trying to like go, ooh, you know, because that was a boot. My feet hurt for real. Love you. <laughs> Amen. Love you too. Good morning, Deonda. Juanita. Hey. Hey. This I'm I'm like Dee Dee. This was a uh, this was um, you know one where you just kind of. You, you're dwelling in, you're just kind of mani- letting it manifest and letting it just, you know, um, uh, thinking. Because was, it was really rich, very good. Like you said, we've heard this story before. Um, but just the perspective and the way you brought it to, for us to um, receive it, it's, it was a little different, you know. So I thank God for you. Um, I'm always um, continuing to pray for you and your family. But, yes, this was amazing. Um like always, but, um, you know, do you want to get hit well, you know, and didn't even get, you know, even that the man didn't make the decision, that God went ahead and said, go on and get up, you know, <laughs> he gets himself, you know, so we, we, uh, you know, with that, you know, I think about that, you know, that even a delayed response is still disobedience, you know, um, so we, um, I just thank you this morning, so I'm going to not go on to prolong it, but thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Hey, Dean, Shell. Um, that's so funny because a lot of times um, when they preach this part, they stop at he was healed by Jesus, and they just stop right there. But that's, that's a picture right there. Jesus walked up with a mirror, and every time he tried to say something, he had that mirror right in front of him. He tried to turn away from it. He put that mirror right in front of him. Talk about you. Talk about you. Accountability. That you right here. No, don't tell me about this and that. And that. that was on fire. That, that makes us take a look um, that we don't get to walk away from the mirror um, to see what's going on and be accountable. And that confession and repentance, that part right there, you, you, we don't get to skip over that at all, at all. Great declaration. You just, you, well, that was a wake up call. I just, that's what I'll say. People are stuck. <laughs> that's what that is. It's hey, it's Krishanda. Okay, Krishanda. Okay. No, go no, ahead. I'm sorry. I see him walking by saying, Precious, now you've been laying there. Do you really right. want to be made whole? You've been laying there. and you, you you know, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Precious, now I'm asking you, do you want to be made whole? Ask yourself the question. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Sometimes we sit, we don't even realize we have a choice. And yeah. sometimes it means we have to do it again. Try again. Yesterday mm-hmm. might have been, may not have been, may have been tough. It's a new day. Hallelujah. It's a new day. Do it again. Amen. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah, try again. Amen. And the fact that he got up and just got to moving around. <laughs> what? Wait, hold on. You've been laying here all this time and you could have got up and walked around? Okay. All right. <laughs> and that's, well, that's, that's sometimes <laughs> our thing. Yep. Yeah. So, amen. Thank you for sharing. 
Good morning, Radical. It's kind Kim. Hey, kind Kim. Hi, beautiful. I am actually fulfilled each time you speak. I'm actually fulfilled each day that I'm on this line with every declarer, but I'm just learning to sit back and listen to, um, you know, what thus said the Lord. And um, I'm going to keep it real simple. I just appreciate you saying i got to continue to carry that red mat. Love you, beautiful. Have a blessed day. Mm-hmm. Love you too, sis. Thank you for sharing. Amen. Anybody else? Y'all know I'm not afraid of the silence, and 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 really, it may be a morning. Hey, 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 hey. I think I was legalistic this morning, trying to amen, y'all. Um, um, I think that there are two things that stood out to me as you were speaking. Number one is in my faith tradition. Um, I cannot remember if it was said, but it was definitely inferred that you got to be saved in order to be healed. And so it hit me as you um, were speaking, Jesus asked him a question. Do you want to be healed or why are you laying there? You know, I'm paraphrasing, right? It ultimately, you know, it's a choice, but I'm here. Um, he never, He never went through the five steps of repentance or the three steps of whatever you might have, whatever the theology might be taught as far as how you or we win souls. He didn't do that. He asked him a simple question. Um, And the man was healed instantly. In his case, it wasn't a process. Um, Mm -hmm. And while I will not pretend to know the mind of God as to why some people are healed as they went and some people were healed instantly, even today that happens, it's none of my business right? The end result is the same, healing. The other thing that stood out for me is that, um, you know, I'm amazed about how long the man stayed in his misery, but, you know, he got comfortable with it. He learned how to manage it, and which is some of the things that we, we do as well. But um, that the whole point about what the, the, the primary thing that stood out is that um, Jesus was not he told him gave him some instructions now stop running out you need to stop sinning you need to change your life change mm-hmm. the way you move around and all those things clearly clearly you know when the bible talks about um the how that god reigns on the just as well as the unjust there is there is mercy there unsaved people get mercies and things too am i saying it's a benefit no, um, for for you not to be a believer. No, I'm not. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that we look. God is a God of love, um, and I think if we would help share that message more than um, looking at inspecting people, looking at and telling them what they should and should not do, we would go so much further. Because people really know in their heart, yeah, this is a really raggedy lifestyle. You know, I, I know I'm mm-hmm. messed up. They don't need to continue to hear that from from us. Um, and so I think it's our response. It's not our responsibility to save them. It's our responsibility, them, meaning the people that we know and love um, that are not believers. It's not our responsibility to save them. It's our responsibility, it's responsibility to be the light. It's our responsibility to live a life that makes them want to go, wow, right? So, mm-hmm. so we're not reacting and acting the same way as everybody else. When you're in chaos and you still have peace, and you exemplify that piece, you stand out. When everybody in the office is, you know, 
um, freaking out because of this or that, the project you're working on, unfair wages, whatever. Um, it's not that you being, you know, that you being a punk. It's not that you are being naive. You just make a decision to pray about it or to fast about it or however you combat. You're not combating things the way that they are. That stands out. People will come to you and say, why aren't you upset? And at that point, we get to give God glory. That's that's what's the cup for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. <laughs> hey, Dion. That's good stuff. Yeah. I'm sorry. Tanya just, when she talked about the, like the 38 years and how sometimes the attachment to trauma or the attachment to pain and, you know, some the bitterness root even, I think for a lot of us healing or whatever, and I, I love watching you and your mom and heal him, like how you were talking about in the beginning, how a uh, mother against daughter and daughter against mother. And that seems to be on uprise right now. I'm getting so many people reaching out to me to pray because there's a disconnect between mother, daughter, father, son, you know, whole families are um, just falling apart, like seriously being destroyed. And so when, when you talk about it, the root of a lot of it is because it's some unresolved things that people are holding on to. Some people are holding on to um, offenses and, and situations that don't have to do with them, uh, you know, from generations prior to. So it, it's generational. And then there are some strongholds because of something that Big Daddy did 60 years ago. Now here we are in 2021, and it's still an issue. So I'm just glad that, that you said it. And when Tan um, talked about it, some people are still sitting by that pool holding on to something that even it, it, it's not their business. I hope that makes sense. That's good stuff. Super good stuff. Thank you for sharing, Dee. Dion, hey, one Pastor more thing. Dee, this is fun. Oh, go ahead. Oh, thanks. Pastor Dion, good morning, everybody. This is a Persistent. I, hopefully this is right, but this is what I get in my spirit because the message is definitely for me. Um, I know God sent me to declare victory um, for my freedom and for me to walk in my newness. There's no, just no doubt in my mind. There's so much growth that's going on over here. But I get a hallelujah and a shout and a free indeed. That's what I get from this message. I get a free indeed, okay? And for him to come out, and I hope I'm right because, you know, sometimes I get pick up things and I don't hear anybody else say it, but that's okay um, because I'm learning through this line that that's okay. I mean, all, God got something, a message for all of us, and maybe somebody else on the line got a free indeed on this too. They just ain't saying it. I don't know. But anyway, I just want to say thank you for this because the boot, I took the boot out of my butt so this morning, um, so to speak, and um, I hear a shout. I hear a hallelujah. And I hear a free indeed. He showed up and he showed up on the day that, you know, we were supposed to be doing something else and minding something else. But that wasn't what Jesus said. And he showed up and did what he had to do amongst all the religious people and stepped over, like you said, all the others that were there. So why this man? Why this one? We don't know. But God, Jesus knew. And nonetheless, Nonetheless, he was obedient, and then he gave him a word at the very end. Don't send no more. Don't go back to what you used to do. Don't do that. I appreciate the word. Thank you so much, Pastor Dion. I appreciate it. Highly Amen. respected. Thank you so much. Amen. 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 Um, this is funny. Um, I had another thing that had kind of just, you know, as you 
um, was speaking and then um, different ones I was thinking too, um, you know, when you imagine things that he did not know who Jesus was. So even all those 38 years laying on that mat, his thoughts probably was, I'm going to go in there and gamble with them. Oh, I can't wait to get to do, because when we're not, when we don't know God, we don't think of things of God. And so we think of things of the world or the things that we see. And so, you know, he was in there, whatever he was doing, I don't know if he was gambling, I didn't say that, but whatever he was doing, um, he was sinning. It wasn't of God, you know, but he didn't know God. You know, even though he was healed, you know, saying so, even though he was healed through that process, you know, he's like, I don't know who did it, you know, but he was just happy to be able to walk and to be able to be healed, you know, but when he knew who it was, hopefully, and doesn't do any more about his story, but hopefully that made him, he said, don't keep sinning. Don't, you know, stop sinning. Um, mm-hmm. So with that, hopefully that he did stop, you know, because, but we don't know the rest of it. But um, the thing is that, you know, even though, like you said, he reigns on the dust and the undust. So, you know, um, you know, that he does, you know, he looked beyond our faults, as he said, and see our needs. So he did what he, you know, what he needed at that moment. But even when he does things for our moment, we'll we pray or we be seeking him for a certain thing. And then when it happens, we continue on and forget all about God. You mm-hmm. know, so it's, you know, it's even a lesson in that, that don't keep doing what you're doing because it'll get worse, you know. It can be worse. So I just thank you for this message this morning. Amen. Thank you, sis. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I um, you said something, Swanita. The fact that Jesus went and reminded him, <laughs> don't you go out there and be raggedy again. The fact that he went, turned right back around and went and found him and told him, now listen, don't you take for granted, and, and I'm sure that some of us have been reminded of the same thing. Don't you take for granted that God delivered you out? Don't you take for granted that God healed you? Don't you take for granted that it could be absolutely different? You better get your mind right and make some life choices. Amen. Somebody builds in a house. Amen. Anybody else? Any questions, comments, commentary? Pastor Dion, this is Kim again. Um, it just reminded me, um, as the other sisters were speaking, you know, God is our Father, and He is a merciful and graceful God. And that was His child that He seen by the wayside that was suffering. And even me as a parent, I know I do things for my children sometimes that they may not deserve, but it's the ultimate love that I have for them. You know, it's just a reminder of how loving God is, you know, that he is the representation mm-hmm. of love and his mercy and his grace. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's just what I was getting after, you know, in closing, um, hearing all my beautiful sisters and their and their word that they got today. And even what um, a persistence said, you know, I think God gives us all something different. We're all in different places and come from a different place. Like I got the mat. I got the fact that I'll still be carrying around all of my pain. I'll still be wearing my sin, but by me doing that, people will see where God healed me, where he brought me from. If I just mm-hmm. let it all loose and walk around, like, look, look at Kim, they're not going to see where God brought me from. You see what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. not about me. I'm on this mm-hmm. walk for Christ, you see? So I just thank you, beautiful, and I thank each and every individual um, on this line. I thank you guys for being my family. Love all Amen. y'all. Amen. 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 Amen.
And we love you too, sis. Yeah, we love you too. Thank you for sharing. Hey, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? Amazing. I like you. I can tell. I like you too. I can <laughs> tell. You are amazing. You're doing so much. I can't keep up with you. I ain't trying, but look, <laughs> you are doing phenomenal things. I just wanted to tell you that. My first sermon I ever ministered <laughs> was on this. Um, well, not my first sermon ever ministered, but at a big church, was on this um, scripture. And um, it's amazing how when Jesus went to the man, there's so many things in here and so many things you brought out. Yeah, so and I wish I could have been a fly on the wall with you <laughs> and your mom. Not actually a fly sitting there having a conversation because I love it, right? <laughs> I love when we're challenged to look beyond what we see. Um, then we can see the possibilities. And we're not making up stuff, but realities, right? So when that man was at the pool, I think about this. Um, he was able to get up and carry the thing that had been carrying him, right? So isn't that part of our testimony now it becomes his testimony because the thing that had us bound, the thing that we used as a crutch, the thing that we were, that was enabling us to continue to stay stuck in the place that we were, God took that thing with the enemy meant for bad, he turned it around for good and for his glory. Now he gets the glory when people see and they hear our story about how we can carry this thing that had us down or had us bound or kept us down. Now we can show it without shame right without shame and i love how jesus doesn't address the stuff that's not important jesus asked would you be made well and the man just went to the place like well i don't have nobody to help me you know because we have our moments when we have that pity and if they wouldn't have did this to me and if this wouldn't have happened then i'd be here looking at all that stuff well he didn't even address that right <laughs> and it's amazing all. that he don't have to heal us the way that conventional way where people he was waiting for the water while it was being trouble for the angels to get in the water right and show up at that one little moment everybody else was trying to get in but jesus didn't even put him in the water looking at the text he said get up <laughs> he ain't gotta heal you the same way he did somebody else right this is where that personal, intimate relationship comes from, and he will do the unconventional, the unusual, the unimaginable, and definitely what we don't think he should do. That's why we can't put him in a box. He doesn't always come the same way that he came before, and he doesn't always entreat us the same way that he does others because he meets us right where we are. So, yeah, I dare you to go back to the stuff. <laughs> that part. But don't do that. <laughs> Yes, I just love the story. Thank you, sis. Love you. Um, and just appreciate just being able to talk about, you know, how it applies to our lives today. There's just so much, right? Are we showing up? If it takes 50 years, or are we getting tired? Lisey was there. <laughs> Give him no credit. Lisey showed up. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Got more than what he bargained for. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Real talk. Real talk. Very, very true. Do y'all love the fact that he came back and confirmed who he was? They say, who, I don't yeah. know who he was, but came back, uh, that part right there, mm-hmm. confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell him this. That reminded <laughs> me. Thank you, Shell. Remember the blind man? <laughs> yeah. I don't know who he was. All I know, I was once blind, and now I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That part. But now I see. 
Mm-hmm. Don't and don't get it twisted. It was me. I did it. I broke the mm-hmm. rules. Yeah. Me. That's that's my answer. Now it what? was me. I did it. I, it was me all day, every day. <laughs> no denying it. Yeah. Mhm. Hi, this is uh, this is Marcel. I was thinking about you know um, I'm not gonna quote the whole scripture, but God knows the intents of our hearts and our thoughts are far off. So just thinking about Him laying there physically with everybody else doing the same thing, but. God knows, it, you know, he knows our hearts. He knows our hearts cry. And and he's just, he's ever present. He's there. And um, I know he didn't know who he was, but he heard him. And though we are in one place physically, and we, we're, you know, I'm, I often think about people just lost physically. We're, live, we're in this world and people are walking around just lost and blind, but when when God hears the cries of, of of His children, He comes. And I'm just grateful for that, and um, just grateful for that because at any time um, He hears a heart's cry and He He He's rescued and He comes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Michelle. Yeah, no question. Good stuff. Thank you for sharing. Amen. Anybody else? Pastor Dion, I just want to say, just like uh, back then, um, it's happening now where um, he's giving him a decision. Um, Are you tired of how you living and feeling? And that's the same thing with us. If we're tired of how we living and feeling, he's giving us a choice to do better, to give our life to him, to serve him so that that things will be better for us. And that's mainly what um, sticked out in me is that mainly was stick is um, being able to live a better life, not just live any type of life, not just be out there just doing anything, but to serve him and serving him and to read his word and stuff like that to be free. And I enjoy um, your teaching and that's all I wanted to say. Amen. Well, thank you, Miss Cynthia. And yes, I listen. I wouldn't trade this life for that raggedy life that I lived, honey. Cause I'm me raggedy, but oh, but for the joy. <laughs> I thank God for deliverance and healing, and a, a decision to want better, not just for me, but keep in mind when you get free from a thing. Can I tell you a little secret? Do you know the shackles you break off of your children and your grandchildren and their children? Listen, this is not just about your surrender. This is about the surrender of nations, right, of generations. And I am honored to be able to pay it forward that some things that I was stuck in, I don't have to be stuck in anymore, but more than anything, my children don't have to fight through my great-great-grandmother's stuff because I, in my bloodline, will confront it. Those are the, That's the decision, right? The decision is greater than your individual healing. It's greater than your independent deliverance. It is deliverance for the nations. And so when you think about a thing that you know you've been stuck in, when you think about whatever your mat is, 
that you are breaking the chains off of your children with an active decision. It's you. You're breaking chains. So you should be excited about that. I don't want my kids to have to fight through stuff my grandmama fought through because I'm unwilling to deal with it and because she didn't have the tools, right? She didn't have the resources. I don't got no excuses. Google is my friend. Amen? Amen. Amen. Anybody else this morning before we release the line? That's because the women back then didn't have the the medical research that they have today. They had shock therapy. <laughs> right. They they was trying to kill you to get your yes. <laughs> yes. So that's right. a lot of what they didn't have a lot of depression diagnosis and everything. So whenever a woman, they would send them out to a vacation spot and then do shock therapy to try to change their mind. Well, it's, it's, it's that, and it's, it's way deeper. It's, it's so, so many things. Um, it, it, so many religious binds are being broken because the generations that are coming up ain't really going for legalism. I don't care what you say. I, I'm going to put this eyebrow ring on to antagonize you at this Kojic Church cuz. How about that? And I'm going to wear this red fire in like lipstick just to make your nerves bad. I'm, right. I'm going to put on this short skirt with my pretty heart, honey, and stress you clean out just cuz. And then and sit now, in the I front, Dion. You got to sit in the front. <laughs> now I ain't going to sit on the front because, you know, it, it would, I don't do all of that anymore. Oh, but back in the day, honey, that was so fun to me. I'm going to get on all I'm your nerves. Because I'm, <laughs> <Lord>, I'm, <laughs> I'm saved, sanctified, and filled. And, and, and you can see my cleavage. And I will pray you hey. under this floor. Cleavage Listen, and all. They wasn't ready. <laughs> they was not ready. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I had an epiphany this morning uh, as I was listening to the, I don't know how many videos did you send me this week, 12? Um, Probably. But as I was listening about this and that, um, you know what the Holy Spirit reminded me of? Y'all listening? The word was written in Hebrew and Greek. It was translated to English. Though it was written in Hebrew and Greek, we also have to remember it was the culture that was captivated in the writing and the time period that they were in. So here we come with our westernized mind trying to dictate and determine what the word says without doing any research and real study. Just taking taking a scripture at face value the way that you, for many, many years, this is what happened, especially our pioneers in the church. Now, yes, we have the Holy Spirit, and yes, he did bless some of those words, but where I'm getting at, of many of those words, where I'm getting at is the legalism. We, we create rules here in the West based upon our society and our culture, and then we find a scripture to support it. And that's not, that's kind of where we are with I, for me, unlearning some things. That was, that was incorrect doctrine. Even today, I'm still learning some things. It's like, oh, my God, that is not, that's not that. I hope this makes sense to you, but it's not that we're changing the word. We have to interrogate the word, like Dion said. It's not enough just for you to read it. It's good for you to read it. Don't, don't, that's not, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. It's good for you to read it. 
but it's also important for you to study so that you can, and you, you study with history books about Jewish culture in that time period to help you connect the dots too. And if you got a rabbi friend or you got a Jewish person, just to get an idea of, you know, what did that mean? What did this, what did the Passover do? What does your, what does, does yeah. your family still observe it? Like that's, that's really, really a good thing to do because, you know, half the stuff we don't have a clue. Like when Jesus right. talks about sowing, <laughs> we talk about seed, sowing, time, and harvest, which is work. They don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I know they don't. It's okay. They'll get it one day. They're going to get it. They're going to be like, oh, that's what she meant. Seed, time, and harvest, um, where we plant the seed, we sow it, right? Because you know what? We don't know what they don't know what I'm talking about because we ain't farmers. We all grew, most of us in here, Mama Leomia may have a, a, a flashback for us, but the majority of us on here are not farmers. We can't relate to that. But that was the culture then. They were an agrarian society. Everything that they didn't go to Costco, they didn't have social media, they had to plant what they ate and harvest it, which is work. And so Jesus used, during those times, to use stories and parables that they could relate to. And so today we take that word and we need to make it relatable. Um, And I didn't mean to go this far into it, but just understanding that, it is so important for us to dig through, make some time to understand what this scripture means and how I apply it to me and make it relevant for today, for today, because we live in today. That's it. Absolutely. Relevance and, and relativity is very important when it comes to understanding the word and applying the principles to your life. And that's one of the things I don't think um, it, it'll take Morgan to say laws, principles, and precepts. Yep, just like that. You got laws, principles, and precepts. Uh-huh, just like that. And they work even when you don't work them. Even for unbelievers, the laws, the principles, and the precepts, they just work, y'all. And when you start to understand, listen, everything changes. Everything changes. Amen. Amen. Anybody else before we go? Pastor Dion, this is Pam again. And I just, um, I think that was my my sweetheart, Sister Tanya. Um, (laughs) It just really pierced my soul right now. I actually, I won't even say lost a friend, but I would say God put a pause on a friend of mine that I had for 20 years. On my birthday this year, my favorite color is purple. She gifted me a beautiful purple Bible. And when I opened it up, it was a Hebrew Bible. And she told me I've been studying wrong for so long and I'm not listening to her and Jesus isn't real and we're black and all these things. And I understand the culture. I've been trying to dig more into it. I've asked her to please respect how I feel. Like we can agree to disagree, but I know that I wasn't born and raised in the church and this is what God brought to me. He came to me (laughs) and showed this to me. So I, I don't know how. I'm not on the, the victory room. I don't have no social media. I don't have any phone numbers. Is there anybody who I can speak with that can maybe give? Because she said it was translated into, you know, um, our language. So I just want a little bit of help with that. Is, is, is the Hebrew Bible something that's valid? 
um, it is the well, J because there's this J in the Hebrew alphabet and all these things and points that she was bringing up to me. Well, listen, so let me, so I study Hebrew Israelism um, on a consistent basis only because of what I'm called to do. <clears throat> and really it's, it's more of a, a matter of the heart. So, uh, Oh, you're not on social media. I don't know how to. My, uh, I don't want to do that. Uh, write this number down. <laughs> you ready? Um, give me two seconds. I'm getting ready. Okay. I do it. Uh, or, or Dion, here's a suggestion. Who invited you to the call, Kim? Um, Cynthia. Cynthia has um, social media. So you could inbox whatever information to Cynthia, Dion, if you don't want to give out a number, and then Cynthia could pass it on to her. That's just a suggestion. Well, I have a side. I'll, I'll give you this number. Okay. It's um, 707 okay. 353 Okay. And is this your number, Pastor Dion, or who will I be asking yes. to speak? Okay. I thank you so much for allowing me to interrupt. I always want to be respectful, you know, to the order of the call. That's just, this has been on my heart for some time now. And like I say, I've lost a friend behind. I won't say lost a friend, but I want to do what God has me to do. I want to be obedient to the spirit. So I thank you for your time with this. Love you so much. You're welcome. No worries. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Good morning, girlfriend. Well, God be praised. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> you going to work? Yeah. Okay. Well, we love you. I love you too. I know. Thank you. And then anybody else? Dion, this is Sonia. Hey. I just want to give a praise report. Nezzy and the baby are fine. They've been released. They're at home. Yes, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Tan, you prayed your face off this morning, huh? Didn't she? Praise God. (laughs) Excuse me. What's the baby? Everything, honey. Everything. All the way to the tornado. Go ahead, sir. Listen, I was I was in my Praise studio God. with a hold with on, a blanket on. on. Oh, hold on, sorry. Man. Hold on, hold on. It's a different. That's all right. Ahead. The lady who she, the lady time that she was in that bed, in her where she was in her basement with the blanket. Hey, God was with her because she did her thing. And whoever hey. came back with the son, top it. Hey, y'all are caught on the wall. Under. I yell out on the I call. What the baby was. <laughs> I, I don't oh, think she had. Was that Rita? Was that Rita? Yes, darling. Oh, okay. 
So she didn't have the, she didn't have the baby. The baby, uh, I, from what I understand, she was having complications. So she didn't she didn't she have, have it yet. They, they really, yeah. I heard that. But yeah. she just yeah. oh, but she said they're doing okay right now. Yeah, they let her go home. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, they so let her go home next year. Yeah, baby's not doing until next year. She just found out she was pregnant. But oh, oh, she's gonna have a complication. All right, I'm praying for her. Y'all be blessed and have a good day. Bye. Anybody else? Hey, sis. Um, This was one of those declarations that really stirred something up in my spirit. And um, (laughs) uh, anybody who knows me from uh, my time on the call knows that there was a time when I could barely speak without um, getting choked up. <laughs> and um, this one, I, I thought when Didi made the comment about, you know, when, when there was silence, I, I was, for one, was just, just taking it in because there was, there was so much in this declaration, and I, and I thank you for it. Um, and just I want to just ask that you, family, just keep me in prayer. Um, I'm at a... At a crossroads and just working through some things and and uh, praying for the strength to to break those chains, those, those generational chains. And um, yeah, I, <laughs> it's a lot. So I just want to say thank you. And um, I missed the early part of the the, the prayer tan, so I'll definitely have to go back and listen to the uh, the playback on that. Um, um, and I'm I'm going to be in my fasting and, and prayer today, so just keep me lifted. And thank you. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? And I got you. I heard you, Ty. Um, I just want to say one thing. Um. Well, maybe two. I really, really, really appreciate you. I appreciate your you letting God use you. And I've never seen you, but I can I can just almost feel God all over you, all into you. And I love you. I love you to life, baby. I love you. Um, and on the, I'm stopping right there. Except for whoever that was, say, Mama Leomi know about those times. Yeah, baby, I know. I know all about them. No electric lights, no running water, outdoors baths, outdoors toilets. I know all of that. <laughs> And thank God I'm away from it now. Everybody have a blessed day. We love you. Yes, too. Mom, that was the companion, not Tanya. Yep. We love you so much. We we yep, love we you, love you so much. much. Your your presence here, even though you know you don't talk all the time, and you you feel like you don't say stuff right. You say stuff. You say stuff just right. We understand you, but I have a love for you and a great respect for you. Um, I just wish I could taste some of your biscuits and hot water cornbread and greens and stuff one day. <laughs> oh, you don't want none of my biscuits. 
not want my fish. <laughs> okay. The cornbread is a maybe. <laughs> I've lost. I hate to talk negative. I used to do it, and I kick butt in the butt, but um, <laughs> I don't go there anymore. <laughs> and okay. If you, I get glory to tell you about <laughs> in my cooking. <laughs> Y'all have it. Mother says she kicked butt in the butt. I heard that. <laughs> Amen, y'all. Well, listen, let me let me um just say this, and then I have to get ready to start moving around. I'm in day three of 21, <laughs> and I, I got a workout to do and and uh, some work to get to. <clears throat> I, I just want you to remember, listen, we only get to do this one time, and I remember saying some years ago, that this call would be multicultural, multi-generational. Um, uh, man, so many of the things that I didn't understand when I declared them um, to have Mother Leomia's presence and some of the younger people, and I, I miss the little people. You know, we've, we've had kids that have grown up now. You know, most of them are 18. We used to hear um, Solomon and them in the mornings and, um, Nyjah and so many others of the, the small children. And if you guys only knew, if you could see the numbers that have nothing to do with this call, Indonesia, India, Mexico, um, I mean, so many different national blows me away. It is because I made a decision some years ago to say yes to God, no matter what that looked like. And, and I ain't going to lie. It's been difficult. It's been uncomfortable. Um, but I, I fooled around and left the sheep gate and started my journey around the multiple porches of this process. So I'm really excited about not only what God uh, is and has done, but what he is doing that all I have to do is walk into. So I'll ask this um, as, as I'm in a bend in this process that you would pray for me. Um, I'm, I'm at a home stretch. God is doing something different, um, and, and it's very uncomfortable, um, and, and at times can be frustrating, but I am uh, persuaded to continue to carry my mat um, and to keep moving forward so that uh, the seeds that planted bear much fruit. And so I'm excited about the fruit that you will bear, the ministries that you all will birth, um, I think Barbara started a Bible study. I'm super proud of you, extremely excited. You got a business and the Bible study. Listen, that's pretty dope. You guys keep going. Don't give up. Keep trusting God. Keep believing God. And by all means, go and sin no more. Make an active decision um, to break the chains of things that are, are binding you. I'm in the process of breaking something that's been around for a really long time. I'll tell you all about it after a while. But I believe, God, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Um, stay prayerful. Stay vigilant. It is 7.52. Don't forget to be present in the moment. Amen. Amen. Hey, love, Mr. Love, Barb. Can I say something real quick? Go ahead, babe. Me too. 
I just wanted to, to make a correction. I don't have a Bible study. I attend a okay. Bible study, and I, I invite people to it. Oh, okay. So I just okay. wanted to be clear. I do have a business, glory to God, and it's going well, <laughs> but I just wanted to make a correction. I don't have the Bible study. I'm not that tough just yet. <laughs> not yet. Good morning, family. Uh, it's magnificent. Just, just requesting, a prayer, uh, asking for a prayer request. Um, We go to the city council, I mean, excuse me, the school board today to, um, they're trying to dismantle the OK program because we are have we have police officers as mentors, but the OK program um, keeps the boys off the street and keeps them um, active and you know saves lives. So um, please pray today at three o'clock um, as we um, pray that God will save the um, OK program for the Oakland School Board. Uh huh. Okay, got it. Absolutely, on it. Amen. Amen. I was going to say anybody else, but uh-uh, because I got to go. I love y'all. <laughs> Have a great day. Bless love you, too. Have a great day. Have a great day.
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared victory.